find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is going on, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host for episode 25, the quarter, the big 2-5, Bush. How you doing? Bush here from Free Parking ASMR. Jim, are you here with us too? You're going to come in here with that for episode 25? Episode 25, baby. Let's go. How we doing, boys? The dawn of 2020. Then you come in with ASMR. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How, Dude, I'm thrilled. We finally got a separate pie. You guys are situated down in Florida, and I'm I'm up here in the the freezing rain today. Yeah, second episode here from the St. Pete, Tampa area. We kind of kicked it off and announced it last week, but Jim and I are rocking and rolling after the the Christmas and uh, and holiday season. Again, just mention him down here in St. Pete with me. Hello, everybody. Jimbo. I hope this audio quality is crispier than usual because it is brand spanking new. That's right. Santa Claus dropped off Jimmy a brand new mic, and uh, the boys are rocking and rolling. We need a sponsorship from from Yeti. Yeah, we got these. four now, we got, right? we have four Yeti yeah. blues, all different colors, too. They're crispy. Yeah, we got every color of the bunch here. I think we got uh, all white out of funk. We got myself oh, with great. the red, red and silver. We got Jimbo and Ham with the blues and blacks, and we got Deaver with the blackout. The it's blackout edition. It's tough to beat. It's a good look. They'll never be in the same place together, probably, but uh, that's all right. We all got our own little setup. Yep, absolutely. So we never got to finish off our Tampa excursion when you guys were down here, the entire crew. We never got to finish off the story because I think we recorded on Friday night, yeah. if, I, if, I, if I'm correct, night. and then you guys left on Sunday slash Monday. So, do we tell everybody what we did on Saturday night? Deves, I, I'd be hard-pressed to, to sit here and tell you that I, I can't remember what happened on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, not, not, because, not because of, you know, drinking or whatever. Just because it, it was such a good time. I was living in the moment, dude. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it was I a just, blur. Yeah, it was just a blur. Like, what do we do Saturday? We hit the pool, right? We hit the so, pool. Saturday, Saturday was my birthday. Yes, yes. It was my 24th birthday, and uh, it was probably the best birthday I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I forget what we did in the morning. Probably recovered from the night before. Went to the pool. Um, but late afternoon, went to the pool, yep. did a little hot tub fire pit session with the guys, played some great tunes, and uh, we had tickets locked up for the Tampa Bay Lightning game. Tampa yes. Bay Lightning was the Washington Capitals that night. And we had primetime seats right on the blue line, probably, I don't know, 12, 15 rows up. Um, six deep at the Lightning game. Bush, what was your what was your Tampa Bay Lightning experience like? What did you think about the? I've, I've been there before. You haven't, but yeah. So actually, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I like that arena a lot. Um, a couple things stuck out to me. Uh, the the major things were one, the fan base very engaging with you know clap and cheer. Like they are, dude. They love cool. hockey down here. Like you drive down the roads, uh, highways. We, Jim and I went to the mall a couple days ago. They have like. Um, you know, banners and, and window graphics in the mall. There's a billboard on what is it? What road is that? I'm not 275. Sure. We have no idea yet. Yeah. We just got here. But like a major thoroughfare through Tampa, there's a billboard. I, I swear it's it's the length of a building. It's yeah. the side of a, a building. A small house. It says go go bolts. I mean, it's yeah, it's bigger than your home. Yeah, um, they yeah we drove past that on the way to Disney. That was sick. That's right. That's right. Yep. 
Yeah. So, and then the other thing too was uh, the seats are very different from what I'm used to at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, I would say at the Farg, you're uh, you're kind of steep, whereas this stadium is very more uh, horizontal. Uh, I guess skewed. So, for example, like if you're sitting first level at Wells Fargo, you're kind of sitting, you know, pretty pretty straight up. No, not dramatically, but straight up. And at 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 uh, Amali, you're sitting kind of like Amali. Hard to explain, Amali, dude. I would say the opposite. I thought the really? opposite. Really, I thought the total opposite. Yeah, I, don't our, know. I felt our cocktails are throwing our depth perception off. But I thought the opposite. I thought I thought Amelie is more. Um, short like you're in there you're you feel closer to the action where the wells fargo center is just so large that it has to be steep you know what i mean i feel like there's there's more capacity in the wells fargo center than than emily i don't know i thought we were, we were a lot closer than we were yeah uh yeah dude uh, via, via the seats being upwards like we were we were there yeah i see what you're saying i don't know man i i something about it was different i but i also agree that i felt closer i don't really know how to explain it to be honest with you i i'm at a kind of a loss for words but it was different yeah regardless awesome experience we saw uh bolts caps two of the better teams i mean bolts not doing great this year but the capitals we saw ovechkin we were prime time from his power play spot right there in the slot um Jim, what did you think that was your first time too right yeah um i really like the arena it was something different um, but you know what was really uh, just damping the mood a little bit? Go ahead. The eighteen dollar beers, dude, oh, dude. I told you we talked about this on a previous podcast. The it beers was, there are so expensive. That was brutal. But, that was a couple episodes ago. I did I did the weekend where I did I did um, the Lightning game, the Yankees game, and the Eagles game all on a three day stretch. And the most expensive beer out of an Eagles and a Yankees game was the Lightning game. It's like eighteen dollars beers for eighteen dollars like a Coors Light. Yeah, just a normal. Although, although, you know, the beers are expensive. I get that, but they had a damn Outback Steakhouse in there, dude. I made two trips through that line. I know you did. I know you did. I have have video proof to prove it. Yeah, you you, have video of me going twice in there. Yes. No, I made it the second time. The first time I was there too. I got chicken fingers. Um, But yeah, you went twice too. No, just once. Just Ah. once. Overall experience, great. Um, the gear is fire. We all bought gear. The gear is so nice. The blue, black, and white. Um, I'm wearing the hat actually right right now for the for the camera. Um, I would say the main difference is like when you walk outside, it's you know it's gorgeous out. You're you're in South Florida. It's 75 degrees instead of you know for what we're used to as Northeasterner is it being cold or raining or, or you're walking out. Sh- you could walk out in shorts. You know what I mean? So you have to like, kind of plan and prepare. To go from the heat of 75 degrees outside in the winter in Florida to the indoors of a hockey arena. Because in a hockey arena, I usually wear a sweatshirt and, and my jersey. Yep. Here, it's t-shirt weather. Yeah, yeah. It, it down there, it's it's uh, short sleeve jeans and a flip-flop weather down there, man. That's it. One flip-flop. Not two. Just one flip-flop. <laughs> barefoot on the other. And it is, dude, it's it's unbelievable down there. So I'm, we're gearing up, threw a visor on, threw an Oakley shirt on, my black jeans, my one flip-flop. And Deaver's like, dude, that's the sexiest outfit I've ever seen in my life. And I could have kissed you. Yeah, yeah. I would have kissed back. And, it, <laughs> dude, it was un, un-freaking-believable. So I get into the stadium. I was a little chilly. So then we hit, rip the team store. What do they call that? Tampa Bay Sports? Tampa Bay Sports. Tampa Bay Sports. It's almost like the Models. Yeah. Tampa, right? It's like that small local, you know, it's a local feel. Yeah, absolutely. So we we hit the, you know, the little tiny shops like on the main concourse. We're like, all right, this isn't doing it for us. Let's hit downstairs. So at downstairs at Amelie Arena, 
they have this thing called Tampa Bay Sports, whatever store. And it's basically just a giant Models where it's just Tampa Bay everything. And for that specific event, obviously, it was lightning. So it was just filled with lightning gear. And Diva and I kind of splooched a little bit unnecessarily, but we had to. man. And, and a lot of people look at us and they say, what's the deal with the logo? What you like the lightning now? And I say, no, it's not about it's not about the brand behind the logo. It's strictly the lightning bolt logo. That's it for me, this? man. I don't think we've ever told the loser, the, the the viewers. Sorry, should we, no. we rephrase? Should we go into this? I don't think we ever told the viewers about the logo. Have we told no. them? This yeah, yet? yeah, we have not told them yet. Should we go into it? Yeah, let's go into it because we've been using it a lot lately. Yeah. So big thing for me, uh, I would say about five months ago was, uh, you know, all about keeping the energy up. Um, we had, I don't know, we started free parking. We were doing okay, making our way a little bit, started the full-time job. Things started getting groggy, you know, whatever that, you know, that full-time grind, whatever. So I start ripping this this electricity emoji, man, the energy bolt, the Z bolt, baby. I start sending it and start started catching on, and it became the thing. You know, it's just it's our thing now. It, it I mean, I got I wear the necklace, man. I got it on my body. Like it's just it's unbelievable, and it's it's all about it. It's truly it, and it, it kind of can be what you know what you want it to be. Um, but it's the lightning bolt. It's a lightning bolt emoji. It's the lightning bolt insignia. Um, Jim and I moving here to, to the Tampa, Florida area, which is actually the lightning capital of the world. The hockey team's name, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, it all just kind of fits and flows. And uh, you know, when you're feeling down or you're feeling pumped up, regardless of what it is, it, it's the bolt. Um, it's the thing that kind of drives us as as a group, uh, and we all kind of vibe. We all kind of vibe with it heavy. Um, yeah. So much so that Bush got a tattoo of it. Um, he bought me a chain with, you know, with the insignia on, I keep by my bedside, um, mm. we have group chats named by it. We send it in every text and every response. We comment on Instagram, all our posts have it in there. I mean, it truly is a, it's a life force for our podcast. So, um, to kind of bring that full circle and, and be at a lightning game together, um, it meant the world to our crew, um, where that, you know, that logo means so much to us, not because of a hockey team, but because of what it means to us as an, as an energy force and uh, as a vibe so uh mm-hmm. yeah that was uh, i mean i'm getting chills talking about it it's it, yeah. it's important yeah that's a big thing with us man it's the vibe the vibes dude i mean they're they're always just through the roof there it's it's just great through there so we got done speaking of vibes through the roof we got done that weekend where honestly the entire thing i did was smile and laugh which is basically any day anyway but got through an amazing weekend and uh we're here at do we roll right into week 17 yes we do so we're talking vibes right now. Week 17 is very sad. Very sad. Football's over. Mm-hmm. Not good at all. Did you see our setup? Did you see me and Jim set up? We sent you a Snapchat. Right? I saw that. Jimbo and I down here in Florida. So eventually we're going to have two TVs mounted on the wall. It's our, it's our goal. Jim, what are the TVs going to be doing on the wall? Kissing. Kissing. It's been our goal <laughs> since, we, since we signed a lease down here. But for now, for now, we're just getting settled. We brought in three huge monitors to the living room. A 55-er, like a 48 and a 43 in the living room we had on what the birds the steelers and the cowboys and the cowboys game before that at the one o'clock hour we had like red zone yeah. US, uh the world junior cl- class yeah. yeah world junior championships hockey and then uh, another oh the bucks game yeah. at one o'clock yeah. um but we soaked it all in because it's week 17 and i can't believe it's over i really can't 
Yeah, I really feel like, dude, I feel like it just started. And then I saw your snap too, and you were like, yo, uh, this is my first and last Buffalo chicken dip <laughs> of the NFL season. In my season. new place, yeah. Yeah, yeah a, sta- a staple of mine, Buffalo chicken dip. I made my first and last here in uh, in Florida. But um, let's just go through, I guess, hour by hour. We brought up the Bucks, which is, I guess, my new local team, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tampa Buccaneers. Jim and I, we keep talking about, you know, going off tangent here of, of, of basic sports, but Jim and I were in the, um, this beautiful Tampa, Tampa mall the other day. Gorgeous. Just, you would spend Plaza? the international Plaza. You would spend hundreds absurd of dollars here. Money. Absurd amounts of money. Bose, Oakley, Tampa Bay sports, Apple. Like, oh God, I'd be in trouble. Mall. Like gorgeous mall. So I went there to drop off my laptop, which is having issues right now. Um, but Tampa Bay sports is right across the way. And what were they selling? But $20. Tampa Bay Buccaneers jerseys. You had to buy that. Had to buy one. I had to buy one. The red ones are hideous. Not a red fan, but the white one was tight. So I bought that. We came back to watch the Bucs game. Jameis Winston is an electric factory. I know that's probably cliche. It's been said a little bit, but if you haven't heard yet, the guy is the most exciting play in sports. Disappointing. Exciting and disappointing play in sports. He's the first ever quarterback with 30 touchdowns and at the same time, 30 interceptions. He led the <laughs> league in passing yards. He led the league in interceptions. The guy is he, – he had a play where I think uh, – pardon my take, who we, we give a lot of credit to. Pardon my take sent up a post of um, – like you don't know what's going to happen. Every play is exciting because you don't know what's going to happen. He, he rolled out right, mm-hmm. lobbed one to the end zone, Absolute totally nuke. blind, absolute nuke. No idea where this thing was going to land. Jump ball, Hail Mary. It wasn't a Hail Mary. like It wasn't like a two-second left type thing, but that's the pass it was, right? It was a middle of the second quarter. <laughs> like It's just a normal play, but it looked like it was their last-ditch effort to score a touchdown, and they did. They scored a touchdown. Oh, my God. Later on in the game, pick six. In overtime. In overtime to lose it. I mean, the guy is he, – he's basically a, he's a walking soap opera or something. He's asking for at least $30 million a year. His contract's over in Tampa. He's asking for $30 million a year to be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, and he does this BS. Bruce Arians comes out today saying, would you win more games – somebody asked Bruce Arians, the head coach, would you win more games if you had a different quarterback under center? Bruce replies, we won games with this quarterback – doesn't wouldn't surprise me if you won more games with another quarterback. Like, right. I don't know what's going to happen down here, but I'm just along for the ride. It's almost like a concept <laughs> for me. And uh, so that was the one o'clock games for for me. I don't know. Bush, you got any comments on uh, famous Jameis? Yeah, dude, this guy's got balls the size of mountains, asking for thirty million dollars a year, dude. Are you kidding me? Let's go. All right, thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Okay, all right, thirty interceptions. How are we going to overlook this? Like that video somebody sent the other day, uh, Piper, or whoever sent it in the group chat. I said. How are we going to overlook? Oh, yeah. Piper was going 150 miles an hour on a back road tabernacle. I said, how are we going to overlook this? So I don't – how are we going to overlook 30 interceptions from Jameis Winston? And then he also wants $30 million a year. You know what? Let's just level them out. Let's do it. 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns, $30 million a year. Um, I, I mean, what? What else can we do 30 with? I mean, 30-pack of beer while he's at it before a game? Yeah, 30-pack of beer, yeah. Yeah, 30-pack of booze before the game, dude. I mean, dude, this guy – you think he gets it? Is he going to get it? The 30 mil? Yeah. No. no. I think he does. I, th- I think he does. And and why not at this point? Because the Bucks are already a abysmal organization to begin with. So why not give him 30 mil? Just let him it's, roll. It's true. It is true. Why not? Why not? Pay the other guys. Pay him. 
Just he had the it. most touch. He, he had the second most touchdowns and the most yards in the league. Who cares? Just do it. He makes Not mistakes. My problem. There's INTs. Not my problem. You know what is my problem? Yeah. Urban Meyer potentially being hired as the Cowboys' next head coach. That's my problem. I don't think it's going to happen. I do, and and I and the reason I think so is because Urban Meyer has a lot of good connections, a lot of people that would be willing to work for him, and Jerry Jones just fired the entire coaching staff of the Dallas Cowboys for Can Urban Meyer to build that entire coaching staff by himself. Can we backtrack here? Can we okay. backtrack? So that was the 1 o'clock games. The 4 o'clock games came through. We'll go really quick here. The Steelers season is over, but that is the greatest part about being a Steagles fan. I'm the first. I'm the, I'm the leading member of that club as a Steagles fan. Yes, you the are. Steelers, the Steelers drop out of that playoff race. Who do you got? For the Eagles, the birds. birds. Yeah, the birds. Simultaneously, the birds and Steelers were playing at 4:25 uh, yesterday. We had obviously the three TV set up. Steelers crushing misery. Spike my jersey like I do every year. Take it off. Switch it. Birds though, locked up the NFC East and. The guys are ecstatic, right? Edge of my seat until around the fourth quarter. I think they started pulling away, but I heard Timmy the intern's hands were so sweaty he could. Yeah, eat. yeah. So I'm I'm chilling with Timmy. The I was watching the game with him um, before I went over to Bryce's house to watch a game with those guys, and I go, Timmy's like, "Yo, Bush." He's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "Dude, I've never been more confident." about an Eagles-Giants game in my life. And then all the people that were there were like, oh, you didn't live through the 60s. You didn't. I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't because this team isn't the team in the 60s, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, I've never been more confident. So Timmy goes, yo, you got to feel my hands. And he, he opens up his hands, dude. And they're like a waterfall of sweat. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll touch it. And I just went, oh, God. Like, dude, it was so soaking wet. Dude, and he wasn't he wasn't feeling better until I'd say right before halftime. And that that was even then he was still like on the edge of his seat. Dude, we were fine. Even when we were tied, I was like, dude, they're not gonna be able to maintain they're gonna have a turnover. We're gonna get yeah. it. Sure enough. Sure enough. 34-17. So the birds pull out the victory, which locks up the Cowboys playoff miss. Right, Eagles mm-hmm. had to lose, and the Cowboys had to win for them. The Cowboys won in dominant fashion against the Skins, but it doesn't matter. Too little, too late. The entire mm-hmm. team, um, you know, is missing the playoffs, and the entire team is also getting fired. So, Bush, go into that a little bit. Reports came out today as we were reporting the podcast. It was like 10, 11 o'clock. Yep. Somebody came on Twitter and said, uh, "This just in: the entire Cowboys coaching staff has been fired." Mm-hmm. And there was it was conflicting for a little bit, and then me came in with the, with the Yahoo Sports article later on in the night. The entire team, just the purge of the Cowboys coaching staff. What happened? Yeah. Why? Why would they, why would they do that? Oh, because it's a talented ass roster. Excuse my French. That hasn't been able to show for it at all. And whose fault yeah. is that? No one's, but Jerry Jones's, and he knows what his mistake was, and it was the coaching staff. Absolutely. And Jerry Jones is also, I mean, I, I'm similar to Jerry Jones in the sense that he's a little, uh, you know, a little spitfire, a little, little, little impulsive yeah. here and there. Yeah. And, and he was like, yeah, he's like, oh, uh, uh, Jason Garrett, you're fired. Oh, matter of fact, go tell the rest of your people that they're all fired because he was probably pissed off. He was probably carrying a bunch of flack. And dude, he was like, get everybody out, get everybody out because I'm going to hire Urban Meyer and he's going to hire his own coaching staff here. 
You know what I picture? I picture the scene from The Force Awakens with Kylo Ren when uh, they tell them that uh, I forget what, what what do they tell Kylo in his yeah. uh, in his starship? It's a girl. Yeah, and he gets he gets pissed off and he, he bashes his lightsaber on the on the wall there, and the two stormtroopers uh-huh. like walk him by and they see him yep. and they leave really quick. That's what I picture Jerry Jones did. Came in and just blasted off on the entire Cowboys coaching staff. Um, mm-hmm. And it was kind of the only you know only thought of his own um, bringing that wet noodle of Jason Garrett. I mean, come on, we talked about before on the podcast. They have the one of the best players at each position on offense. Yeah, they did, and the Eagles knocked them off. A bunch of teams that really oh, who beat the Jets? Beat the Cowboys this year? Like, dude, the that Jets, just the Jets beat the Steelers too. So take it easy. But yes, dude. Regardless, the Jets, man, the Jets could beat the Steelers. The Jets should not beat the Cowboys. Right. Right, and they did, and that's a. I think that was the deciding factor, other than the Eagles beating the Cowboys upright, that the Eagles made the playoffs because the Cowboys had lost that Jets game, and uh, Cowboys, yeah, they own their own destiny. Yep, right, they had owned their own destiny yep. because the birds were kind of crapping the bed a little bit, and uh, yeah, I mean they did it to himself, and it starts at the top, man. I mean it starts at Jerry Jones. He should have fired himself, rehired himself, and then hired a new coach to go do that whole team. You can't point fingers at anybody else but the coaching staff for that, yeah. you know, for, for what they've done. I mean, I'm not that close to the Cowboys organization, but when you look at their roster on paper uh, and in fantasy points and whatever it may be, I mean, that's, you know. So I was looking up the Dallas Cowboys head coaches. Um, I, I don't, I could not give you them name by name, but I could tell you that there's less than 10 coaches that have coached that, that team throughout history. Um, so Jerry Jones is very particular about who he hires, and when they are hired, they stick around for a while. Jason Garrett was there since 2010 um, or 2011, I believe. So um, they are, you know, they're looking for longevity in their coaches, and they're looking for success. And since uh, VHS tapes, they haven't been able to find it. So we'll see what Jerry Jones does here. But it seems like the Eagles and a lot of other teams, you know, after a few years, they're just letting them go. They want to win now and they're not sticking. So we'll see if the old ways of the Cowboys sticks around with Jerry Jones or if he tries to upgrade his mentality. Speaking of the Cowboys, I want to go into a little, uh, just quickly a, a tweet that I saw this, um, this weekend during the NFL games. It was the NFL standings. If every one score game was flipped, so every one touchdown, one possession game was flipped, and the team that was losing ended up scoring and winning. That's cool. The NFC standings would be as follows. One, Cowboys. Two, Niners. Three, Vikings. Four, Bucks. Five, Rams. Six, Bucks. Eagles. AFC, listen to this. Guess, guess who the first team is in the AFC? Steelers. No. Chargers. Chargers? Two, Bills. Three, Browns. What? Titans, five, Patriots, six, Chiefs. Those are your playoff teams. Those, those Dude, names. what? And I replied, though, the only thing that this thing proves, this, this you know, analysis proves, is that good teams finish. Yeah. Doesn't matter what the score is, good teams get it done and finish. Mm-hmm. And the That's Cowboys true. are not a good team. The Buccaneers are not a good team. The Browns and Chargers aren't good teams. They don't right. finish. They they and they could have been had they either had the a little bit of more necessary pieces, a better coach. Uh, dude. dude, if you want to go on the reciprocal of this, you know who the worst team is in the NFC. Guess who the worst team is in the NFC? I'm going to show Jim here. Wow, the worst, Actually. close 
they're, they're not actually. They're seventh. The worst team in the league. So this is if the one-score games got flipped. The Seahawks. Oh my goodness. Would be would have been three and twelve at the time of this analysis. The Seahawks would have been three and twelve. So talk about a good team coming down the stretch in the playoffs. Even though they just lost to the Niners. That's a team to look at that's that's mentally tough, mentally prepared to win close games throughout, no matter if you're playing the Cardinals or you're playing the Browns. They're ready to win close games when it matters. That's a scary team going into the, in, into the playoffs. Absolutely. That that uh, that explanation you gave there was a, a really good point, man. I mean, it shows what the good teams are, the, the finishers of the league. And then you look at who's at the helm of those teams. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Andy Reid. Um, dude, you look at those teams, and you're like, those are guys that finish strong, and those are guys that have the experience to get it done. You look at you look at the Chargers, Philip Rivers, Hall of Famer, maybe, and or Hall of Famer, definitely, head coach, who, 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 and then yeah, like, and then you look at uh, the Browns, like. I mean, dude, they had all the talent there, but who the hell is Freddie Kitchens and why was he yeah, coaching that? Yeah, team? like Cow- right? Cowboys. We're talking about the Cowboys, right? Like, but right. yeah, if there are one score games, like where they, you know, the coach could have made some better calls. Who knows? Better, you know, play by play decisions. Sure. Um, the Buccaneers is an astonishing one. I feel like the Buccaneers one, though, comes down totally to James Winston. I mean, you saw on Sunday with the pick six, you know, T to lose, right? Like that comes down to kind of key turnovers and plays throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, very interesting graphic I saw, but the. First thing I thought of was it proves that good teams finish. And uh, I think it kind of rounds out our, our NFL talk for uh, for the pod. Let's backtrack again to Saturday. To Saturday? We're back to Saturday again? Saturday. Okay, not my birthday Saturday. Like this. Excuse me. Was that a Saturday Sa- yawn? Was that, a, was that a yawn Saturday? No, that was a Saturday uh, burp from this Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> no, that'll do it. Wait, wait. Uh, cheers. So no, no. Saturday, um, last Saturday, dude, the college football playoffs. Mm, yes, yes. Days ago, mm. I lost so much money on Saturday. Yeah, thank God I don't sports bet anymore, dude. Ugh. Lost an obscene amount of money on Saturday. I was, I've been an LSU guy for the past two years. Like honestly, not this year, but the year before that, I really was riding them hard, and, and I won some money on them in the previous years. But for some reason, I thought 14 points for Oklahoma, but the time I bet them spread was worth it. Obviously not, because Joe Burrows is... Disgusting. Scary, actually. He's frightening. Yes, he is. Yeah, ice in the veins, yep. So I lost that one. The next one I bet was Ohio State. Go Bucks, baby. I'm still riding them. Riding them where? They lost. Riding them into next season. So now we're facing a uh, Tigers versus Tigers championship. Real original. Yeah. Uh, dude, the Tigers is such a cop-out name. Come on. Auburn that's Tigers. That's LSU Tigers. Olsen Middle School Tigers. Olsen Middle School Tigers. Um. So LSU's going to – or sorry, Clemson's going to get destroyed, honestly, in, in my opinion. They looked super shaky. I know they finished really strong in the second half of their football game, but the reason I bet Ohio State in that game – was that I feel like throughout the entire year, Clemson did not look as dominant as they have in the past. Um, I know there were some questionable calls. 
Um, and Trevor Lawrence came back from the dead, literally, as after he got clobbered in the helmet by a targeting foul. Um, but I really thought that they, um, they they didn't play to their potential this year, and LSU has been a just a, a steamroller all year. I don't think it's going to be a contest come, uh, what, January 11th or something. It's like two weeks until the, uh, to the actual natty, but... Yeah, so as confident as I was about the Eagles beating the Giants, I'm even more confident about LSU stomping Clemson. Um, right. I, I, uh, I'm I a big Ohio State guy, and I watched them play live this year at Rutgers, and I thought that um, you know, they were the, one of the best teams I've ever seen, and Clemson struggled with them um, a lot in that game, and then they have to go up against LSU. So LSU absolutely obliterated a phenomenal Oklahoma team with a Heisman candidate at quarterback. Um, so I just, I think it's LSU's year um, for sure. And I'd like to see them go Tigers. Hey, go, go Tigers. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Go Tigers. Congratulations. Ed. Go Tigers. Welcome to Dead Valley where opponent's dreams come to die. Go Tigers. Thank you, Reef. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Yeah. This so, is the Free Parking Podcast. Go Tigers. <laughs> Welcome to the Free Parking Podcast where opponents' dreams come to die. Go Tigers. So, yeah. So I think they got it. I think they got it in the bag. And I'd like to see what those rings look like the purple, gold, yellow, whatever. I mean, dude, those rings would be pretty fire. So. Do you know where the game's being played before you place your money? Do you know where the game's being played? Um, New Orleans. In the Superdome. In New Orleans. Oh, Louisiana. God. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Trevor yeah. Lawrence hasn't lost a game in college football history until now, dude. It's over. It's over. It's it's done. Welcome to the Superdome where, where Trevor Lawrence goes to die. I mean, dude, it's just it's that simple. They're You're playing good. in the Superdome, dude. Go Tigers. Game's over. Book no. it. But amazing, an amazing sports weekend nonetheless. Uh, college football playoffs followed by NFL contests um, on Sunday. Uh, next week, we got Saturday football again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saturday football again. And uh, playoff matchups are shaping up. Saturday, honestly, I just, trash. Trash. Trash matchups. Trash games. Well, let's see. What are we working with? Trash games. Houston and uh, Tennessee? No. It's Tennessee versus the Pats, and then it's Houston. Yo, ten, dude, that Tennessee Pats game is a game to keep an eye on, bro. It doesn't Either. matter. Like Tennessee upsets the Pats, it's probably gonna be like sixteen to three or sixteen to ten. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be a trash game. I don't think there's gonna be anything like glamorous about it. We have Tennessee versus the Pats, Houston versus the Bills. Saturday, AFC kind of chuck it up as a loss until you get to the divisional rounds where you see the Chiefs and the Ravens come back in the mix. Sunday though, Sunday's games, one o'clock is. Oh God! Viking Saints, yes. Viking Saints yep. rematch. Yep. The storylines. Mm-hmm. So here's my here's my NFC playoff picture. Okay. We got the Vikings beating the Saints. Okay. Then we have the Eagles beating the Seahawks. Then we got Niners versus the Vikings, and the Packers versus the Birds. Birds at Lambeau, right? Birds go into Lambeau, they win, and the Niner and the Niners lose to the Vikings in an upset. Then Vikings travel to Lincoln Financial Field for the NFC again championship two times in the last three years. They lose to the Birds, okay. the Birds go back to the Super Bowl. 
dude. It can happen. It can happen. The birds have probably the most ideal playoff scenario. Seahawks at home. That's that's a team you want to play at home. Then you get Packers at Lambeau. We're successful at Lambeau. And then you get the Vikings at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, yeah, we're pretty good against the Vikings at Lincoln Financial Field. Dude, they have a really good opportunity to go lose a Super Bowl. You're <laughs> to go lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> what happens when the Niners beat the Vikings, though? Your plan sounds great up until right. that. They... They won't, and they they won't, and here's why. Jimmy what happened Garoppolo. when the Saints beat the Vikings, though? <laughs> All right, so that of course there's a bunch of <laughs> what ifs. Of course, <laughs> hey, I is... see them getting the the, uh, the NFC Championship game, though. I, I I'm all I ride with you on that. I, I I really do. I mean, the Seahawks game at home. It was at home this year, right? The Seahawks game at home this year. Yeah, that's a redemption game for the birds. It's a redemption game for the birds. Mm-hmm. Their energy right now is, is through the roof. I posted a video on my story today of Carson Wentz talking to the receiving core, who's receiving core the entire weekend. We had no idea who their names were. Captain Pierre, and there was like three different guys. We look up the roster of, of who these guys were. They're all, uh, I think, they're from uh, from a local high school, Goonsville State. Goonsville State, but four wins in a row. The hot teams do well in the playoffs. All all games in which eliminations were at stake. They needed to win all four games, and they did. Now they need to win three more games, and they're going to go lose the Super Bowl. And I can't <laughs> wait, dude. I cannot wait, man. I'm so excited. I keep laughing at the fact that like, we're excited for them to lose the Super Bowl because that's yeah. probably going to happen. No, all I want is them to get there, dude. They're going to get obliterated if they go to the Super Bowl. Dude, are you kidding me? Look at their opponents they could potentially play. The Pats, the Ravens, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh, my God. They're, they are boned if they get there. But I'm going to love it the whole way. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Love. I'm there for it. Yeah. Um, so that's your NFC playoff picture. My AFC playoff picture. Um, hold on. Let me pull up the, uh, the graphic here. So from the uh, AFC side, I think that... The Bills take it over the Texans this weekend. Yeah, for sure. I am very cautious about Tennessee taking against the Pats. I, I, Ten- Tennessee wins. Do you see the thing? That there's a countdown on Twitter right now. It says yeah. five days till the till the Patriots dynasty, dynasty goes yes. down. Yeah, and I'm I'm all over that clock, brother. That's my AFC team, but I'm all I'm I'm all on that clock. I don't think they do it, and I think we see. I, I don't think they do it. I think we see the Chiefs and the Pats meet again in the divisional round. I, I really do. At the, Arrowhead, right? At Arrowhead, yep. And the Bills and the Ravens. Th- that's where it goes down. So let's say the Pats win. Let's say the Bills win. Pats meet the the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Chiefs win. Pats lose, meet, Pats win that game every time at Arrowhead. You know this, dude. You know no. This. no. Dude, Bill Belichick goes into Arrowhead and wipes wipes his butt with Andy Reid's tears. It's dude. not the same team, though. Dude, as long as Brady and Belichick are there, they're going into Arrowhead and winning every time. But continue, continue. I'm sorry. Pat's going to Arrowhead and lose. The Bills go into MT&T Bank Stadium and lose. Yeah. Ravens Chiefs rematch of the year. It's a championship game where the Ravens go on. I am so behind the Ravens. I hate saying this. I'm recording this podcast right now with a Steelers helmet right in front of the camera. The Ravens. Big trust. They are the guys, dude. They are the guys. They have the energy. They have the quarterback. They have the running back. They have the quarterback slash running back. They have the kicker. They have the defense. They have the head coach. They have it all. They have the offensive line. They have it all. 
They have it all, man. And complete, honestly, package, complete package that has never stopped. They have started yeah. and never stopped. We, the first two weeks of the season, when they beat the Cardinals and the Dolphins, we were nervous. We were unsure. We were on. I was not. I was not. We were on, you know, icy ground. We were, we're not sure of our step. These guys are the real deal, and they always have been. I got on, I got on them right after that. I got on them. They're the guys, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they dude, they're they're filthy. They're fun to watch. Um, one thing I, I I would say though is I could never see myself rooting for Cowboys, Redskins, or Giants in the playoffs. Jim, could you picture yourself doing that? Absolutely not. Right. So, Diva, it takes a lot of a t- lot a lot of cojones out of you to root for a divisional, you know. And to tell the people, I used to hate the Eagles. I hated the Eagles until I got attracted to Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've said this. That's the reason I, I, I gravitated towards the birds. I, I like Carson Wentz out of college before the Eagles even drafted him. And even today, like I said, I posted a story of his pregame huddle. There's something about this Ravens team and Lamar Jackson, who, again, I did not like Lamar Jackson. Other, you know, different than the Carson Wentz relationship I had. I didn't like Lamar Jackson. I didn't like the Ravens. But what he's done with those guys, the whole big trust, the whole, um, you know, work harder, you know, that whole mentality of these guys who've kind of written off and, and here they are as the best and having fun while doing it. It's big trucks, big trucks, big trucks, big trucks, 16 wheelers. No big trust, like big trust. Oh, like trust. That's like our crew. That's like our crew. Big trust, <laughs> big trucks, yeah. big trucks. Dude, you're ruining it. They're running that 16 wheeler into the wall. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, baby. I'm Super kidding. Bowl. I'm kidding. Right now, Super Bowl for me. Ravens Saints. Ravens Birds. And the birds are gonna get shellacked. <laughs> kind of like that Broncos Panthers Super Bowl. Like not even a contest. Oh my god. Just dude, that the Broncos that was the best defense I've ever seen. They shut down a hot Cam Newton that year, too. Oh God. I Ravens. would kill to watch that Broncos defense again. Ravens 50. Eagles six. Yeah. Yeah. It's a this might be the first time in NFL history a Super Bowl reaches seventy-five points. <laughs> but one team scores all of them. Yes. Yeah. One team scores seventy-five points and the other scores nothing. And that's the Ravens Bird Super Bowl. And well, I got nothing else to add. But that that that's <laughs> that I mean that's I don't know, dude. The the birds are gonna get there because dude, they just have that mentality. They got the gritty mentality, they'll make it. So let's move on to our next topic um, after the football talk has gone awry. Um, Christmas Day. I'm talking about NBA. Bush, you're the NBA guy, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, I'm the NBA guy who never watches NBA. It's actually a talent. Um, it's something you're born with. You, you know all about the NBA, but you never watch it. Uh, Christmas Day was a good day. Um, Sixers pulled out a rousing victory over the Milwaukee Bucks. At one point, they were up 99 to 69. Um, they were up 30 points. They wound up bringing it a little bit closer to about a 13-point victory. Um, so that's still great. The Bucks are the number one team in the league. Um, and then the Sixers continue to struggle with Florida teams. We'll get to that later. Um, and then we yeah. had the Celtics. Celtics with a solid dub. You bet them, right, Daves? Yeah, so Christmas Day was a day full of bets for me. Um, you know, stuck at, at, at home, not much to do. I threw money on every single game. Some parlays, some straight ups. Um, one parlay I did that almost hit was mm. the underdog parlay, which I did yeah. the previous weekend. So I'm going to talk. Sorry, we're going back to NFL. 
I placed a bet uh, two Sundays ago, which was the underdog parlay, the Eagles-Cowboys week. I bet $1 on every underdog to win from the Eagles to the Steelers. Sorry, from the Eagles to the Jets to the whoever it was, a dollar. Guess how much I would have won every underdog that, that weekend? $900. $1 would have netted me $875,000. Basically a million dollars from $1 if every dog, all what, 11 games that were going on, won that weekend. Guess how many won? Six. Of how many? Six of 11. <laughs> like a lot won. I went six Dude. five. I was almost a millionaire. I was five. I was five wins away from being a millionaire. The Jets beat the Steelers. The Birds beat the Cowboys. Like things were falling during me watching during Sunday. It was one o'clock. The Cowboys were or sorry. The Saints were losing to the Panthers. Or no no no. Was it the play Titans? No. Who they lose to? The, the Saints were down fourteen to nothing in the beginning. Whoever they were playing against, they were supposed to blow them out. So things were like they, things were happening. The dot. Anyway, the underdog parlay, I think I'm going to coin that. It's going to be a TM, like a Deaver underdog parlay TM. Anyway, did it on Christmas Day as well, NBA games. The only one that won or didn't win for me was the Celtics, who were naturally just beat Toronto. Um, but the biggest one, Golden State beating the Rockets, Sixers beating the Bucks. Things mm-hmm. kept happening. The Pelicans beating the uh, – who'd they play? The Clippers I- beat the Lakers. That was a Pelicans bad beat night. the was just a blur. yeah we kind of blurred out that yeah. night the Pelicans beat who Golden uh, the Nuggets the Nuggets Nuggets yeah man dude one dollar to win eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars what would you do with seventy five thousand dollars let alone eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars like so there's reasons I play the lottery and there's reasons I gamble and it's not that I'm losing I'm seeing amounts of money it's not that I'm addicted maybe. It's, it's it's not it's not. I'm here in Florida. I'm like texting people because it's illegal here. I'm like texting people back at home, Venmoing hundreds. No, the reason I gamble though is it's for the rush from when you place the bet to when it finally ends, whether it's twelve hours or a day or two days. It's the rush between then and then that you like think you're gonna be a millionaire. It's like what cars am I gonna buy? Where am I gonna buy the private island? What houses am I gonna buy? Whether it's the Mega Millions. Or these sports gambles where it's a dollar to win a mill. It's for that day and a half, you're in like euphoria of like, this is it. I'm gonna be a millionaire. And you start planning out your life until it comes crashing down and you lose all your bets. But the good news is that that you lose a dollar. So you you know that's literally the definition of what it means to be addicted to gambling, right? <laughs> it's literally it's like you're addicted to what it would feel like if you won. And you literally just describe, you know, I got a number for one eight hundred gambler. Give it a call. But I'm losing dollars. It's not like I'm losing like a bunch, and it's not like I yeah, need it. Yeah. You're losing a dollar, but when you bet a thousand, a thousand different bets a day, and you're losing a dollar, that's a thousand bucks, bro. I'm not doing that. I'm not dude, doing that, dude. I quit sports betting. I don't sports bet. I don't. I mean, I don't do any of that anymore, man. It sucks. I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was back with you, dude. The difference between Florida Deaver and Jersey Deaver is Jersey Deaver would throw literally quarters on games to win dollars. Florida Deer feels bad texting his boys about bets. So Florida Deaver throws 
20 40 50 dollars on games and wins hundreds or sorry loses hundreds of dollars <laughs> so that's the difference in jersey i was penny betting i was literally betting dollars and cents yeah in random parlays to win a lot here i feel like i'm like a professional or like i feel bad reaching out to the guys on like dollar and nickel bets so i send a big ones and uh and they don't prevail they, they no. don't prevail no no anyway dude don't gamble. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. We'd now like to welcome on a guest you've seen a ton, a part of the podcast crew, been on here almost every episode. But this one's special. This one's different. Um, it's not our normal guest format. It's, it's more of an announcement. And uh, I'm super happy and excited to bring on the guy, Hammonds. What's up, Ham? Deaver, how we doing, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We got some big things in store for 2020, kind of finishing, sorry, starting off the year, how we finished it. And um, today we're talking about something that is going to propel 2020 into the stratosphere. Um, a new a new podcast, a new uh, you know offshoot of free parking, uh, something that you've kind of had in the hopper here for a while now, and uh, something that we're excited to, to hear and uh, be a part of. So Ham, without further ado, why don't you uh, tell the folks about um, about what we have in store? So coming actually the beginning of next week, uh, it's it's called Next Up, and the basis behind it is basically more or less athletes telling their stories on the situations that they had to deal with while being in school, being an athlete, because as we all know, some athletes seen in different eyes, they get treated differently. And some of these athletes that I am planning to have on the show, they have wonderful stories full of lessons. And basically, that's all what the show is going to be about. It's about bringing people value because I think it's important this year moving forward for all of us to learn things from our show and free parking as a whole. So I feel as though me going this avenue of Next Up, it's really going to be going into the grit of interviewing these athletes. Yeah, I'm excited to really hear the stories of, of, you know, if these folks stopped playing when they were seven, if they stopped playing when they were a senior in high school, they stopped playing when they were, you know, in college, or they're still playing sports. I, I'm interested to hear um, of what sports meant to them and kind of how that's propelled them in whatever endeavor they're pursuing now, right? Some of them are artists. Some of them are gamers. Some of them are podcasters like ourselves. Some of them are in the working world doing the, the normal nine to five and just what that, you know, um, team you know team setting that competitive setting what you know them driving in between the lines what that meant to them and is applying to their future careers and and goals and, and day-to-day life um i'm excited to get those stories from from everybody right and it's important to talk about how sports has become such a big impact on those later decisions in life because a lot of people learn traditional values in sports i mean obviously growing up in a in your household with your family, that's very important too, but you don't learn the value of losing necessarily as to when yeah. you're playing a sport because that that's something important. And learning that early on in life is something that is carried with you. And obviously everyone will have a different story, so it's not comparing the stories, but each individual story will have its own aspects. For example, our first guest, he's transitioned from being a D1 football player to being a presidential campaign ambassador. So 
when you see it from the outside, you think those are two completely different things, but there's correlation between the two, and he tells us. I'm excited to hear that interview, and I'm excited to uh, for for the entire show, for the entire process. Uh, do you think Do you think I have a chance to be on? Could I Could I get on? Absolutely, man. Yeah, of course, right. because I know. I, I know a, a big part of your story and how sports have impacted you, and you work in sports right now, so a lot of people don't know that, and I'm looking forward to talking about it with you. So, Yeah, man, I am uh, more than happy to, to, to hop on uh, your podcast, kind of role reversal at this point, but uh, dude, super excited for it. When you came to us with the idea, I, it was the automatic yes, automatic yes, something that's close to me, I'd love to talk about, but I want to see where you can take this here on out. So um, our special guest today, as we said, Hammonds releasing very soon next up yeah i'm excited and uh again we're we're going to be going different avenues we're going to be on every single social platform just to kind of get the word out but uh again it's more than just your traditional sports podcast and i'm just aiming to bring people value oh i also i also uh did want to touch on something it's it's funny how the first time that you and bush interviewed me when was that that was the end of august Beginning of it was it was football preseason, right? Yeah. And it's just funny how we're we look at where we are now with the growth of free parking as a whole, and it's just where we want to be this year, and it's awesome. It's interesting. It it really is. It pretty much has been. I mean, we've had it for about a year a year now, maybe nine months. But the last four months, ever since you, you know, became a part of this, um, first off from the outside, and then you know. I, I'll, I'll probably never forget you and I having dinner that one night. I'll probably never forget that. And just like, just clicking and finding that same, like the lightning bolt type thing, um, where we wanted to take, you know, our passion and what makes us happy and what we have fun doing and just do it, just stop talking about it and just doing it. And that's what, you know, that's how Justin and I, you know, the inception of free parking back last March and to have somebody else in the fold, um, who wants to run with his own, endeavors as well with the next up podcast it's just an absolute no-brainer um and you've taken us you know to the next level and we'll keep going to the next level together so yeah no, i think it's just going to be great moving forward into this year all of us together just showing everyone the execution of all of this and how mm-hmm. to just do because that's, yep. that's basically all we're doing we really like this and we're just going to show people how to do yeah we can have great ideas but they don't come to fruition unless you put some effort in yeah it's like you can't put the pen to the paper yeah, you can't tell someone how to do a push-up. You have to physically do it. You, yeah. You know? 100%. Yeah. All right, so for the segment this week, Jim and I picked up the coolest beer can I have ever seen in a liquor store. Actually, it wasn't a liquor store because they, they sell beer everywhere it's here. A deli. It was a deli. Yeah. We got a sandwich. Very nice deli. A, very nice. Right next to our place. A sandwich and a six-pack. And the six-pack we picked up was... Miami Weiss. Like Vice, but Weiss. Correct. It's got the sick... This is Bush's part. I'm so sorry. It has the sick, like, 80s Miami Vice feel. Pink and light blue retro font. Um, It is from the Miami Beer Company. Miami Weiss. It is a Hefeweizen. A Hefeweizen? Hefeweizen? Style. Hefeweizen, yep. Keeper Wise and Style Ale. Uh, this can is absolutely gorgeous. It is six uh, percent alcohol. Um, Don't the Heat have jerseys with this color? The Heat, yeah, the Heat have very cool jerseys just like this beer can, and it attracted my eye instantly. Well, instantly. 
Um, this is killing me right now, not being able to do that beer beer can description. I know. We usually try to do beers that are pretty like national, uh, but this one just – it was it. Bienvenido a Miami. Welcome to Miami. Miami. Whatever he says. Will Smith. Bienvenido a Miami. Yes, yes. Coming to the – Sorry. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Sorry. Without further ado, Jim and I are going to try this beer because Bush is in rainy New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh, is your mouth watering? Smell test. Frat house basement. Frat house basement is the smell review? Oh, God. Do you agree? Taste test, though, is what matters. Oh, wow. Dude. The can and the beer do not match at all. Oh, boy. In a good or bad way. Okay way. So is this another one of those, like, looks like a summer beer, but it's really a dark winter beer? Yes. Yes. Exactly what it is. Because the name Miami Weiss makes total sense. But Miami Weiss plays off Miami Vice, and Miami Vice's colors look like a sick summer beer. It's cotton candy. That's what the can looks like. It looks like cotton candy. Yeah, it looks like it would be a fruity sweet beer. But it's actually a beer that I'd probably have in, you know, the, the forests of Belgium during Battle of Bulge or something. <laughs> I hate that, man. That, that, I feel like Florida's filled with those kinds of beers. We had one when we were down there. What was it called? The Blonde uh, Summer I don't Blonde? Hate this. Is I don't it an IPA or is it an ale? What no, it's, it's a nail. It's the Heva Hmm. Kind of like these. If I was rating on the can itself, I'd give it a nine point eight out of ten. I'm not rating on the can, though. I'm rating out of the overall beer and my preference of other beers. This beer right here, it kills me. You have been drinking wine. I have been drinking Cab. I have been drinking Cab. I don't know if that. You know, we'll have to try tomorrow. Four point nine. Okay, I was gonna four point nine. So you wouldn't you wouldn't buy it again, but like if somebody had it, you drink it. Or I buy it again for show. Yeah, I wouldn't open this up. Leisure. Yeah, yeah. I go six point six. Yeah, man, Jim. There's something yeah. to the aftertaste. There's something to the aftertaste that's like gives me a little like. Mm. Jim's got those different taste buds, bro. He yeah. does. He does. He always have. Like, he doesn't like a yingling, but he likes Miami Weiss. Yep. I'm struggling with, with this beer right here. The can is so cute, though. <laughs> it's so cute. I... <laughs> All right, show the can one more time. We're totally putting this on Instagram. Miami Look at that Weiss. Kid. It's sexy, honestly. It's, it's a little bit of everything. My... I'm not dropping it. Stop. Show, show to that camera. Can. Coming to the land, the heat is on. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenido a Miami. Retro Will Smith. Yeah, fire. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 25. We're out of here. And we're out of here. Cue, uh, cue up some, uh, some Will Smith. Spin it, DJ. Let's get it going. Second, it's a 
club, girl, while you arrive naked. Hear that how the veteran glide the record. But don't download, go out and buy the record. Hey. Huh. Something sexy about a...